So, of course, the episode that my wife listens to is the one that is titled Beaver Fever. And in light of that, I have a correction to make. My wife came up to me after she listened to it and said, you know Justin Bieber songs? And I said, no, I don't. And she said, do you remember that one song? Baby, 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 ooh. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about that song. And I don't want to remember it. And she also said, and you know that one song uh, that it goes something like, um, oh, my mama don't like you and she likes everyone. And then I said, that's Justin Bieber. I actually really like that song. I thought that is a really uh, cool song. So I have to say, I do know some Bieber songs. And this show is not above issuing corrections when I make mistakes or lead you astray. So I do know some Justin Bieber songs. Anyways, welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to be successful and how not to sing in podcasts and ruin the whole show. I apologize for the poor singing. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening. I am no singer. I am no Justin Bieber. But hopefully listening to this show will help you be more successful in your businesses, in your personal finances, in your careers, and apply this to all areas of your life. Hopefully these are principles that will bless you and help you start that side hustle, start that business, or get that next job promotion. If you have any questions, comments, you want to reach out to me, you can find me on all of the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. I'd love to have a follow from you, a direct message from you. Just let me know like how this show's blessed you, what's going on in your life. If there's a business that you are taking part in that I can give a shout out to, I'd love to give you a free ad just because. So uh, let me know. You can email me too, matt at howtobuildatent.com if you are not a social media person. And I can't blame you, let me tell you. The more I'm on social media, the more I think our country's in trouble and the world in general, especially those Europeans, man. There are some like crazy mentalities over there in the European world. I am very thankful to be in America. Even though America is not perfect, I'm the first to admit it's not perfect, but I am thankful for the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial free mindset, at least we used to have. <laughs> we used to have that. We're also part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, and I feel so privileged to be part of it. And you can too. If you go over to fightlaughfeast.com, Put in HTBT in the memo field, you'll get a 15-ounce mug. That is like twice the size of the cross-politic mug. You'll get a pint glass, a Fight, Laugh, Feast pint glass while supplies last, which I believe they have a lot left. So go check those out. You also get tons of great content exclusive to members who subscribe. And you'll never have to hear me sing again. If you subscribe right now, I will never sing again on this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I might sing again because it's fun. And apparently I'm shameless and have no integrity left to left to, um, you know, lose. Uh, today, U.S. manufacturing sector, well, not today, but a couple days ago, the U.S. manufacturing sector came out with an index where we contracted for the first time in three years. And there's a few reasons for that. But the U.S. manufacturing purchasing manager index, which tracks this, fell to 49.1%. Anything below 50% is retraction. And there's a couple of reasons that this has happened. One, there's just a global slowdown that's happening. And there's also a slowdown in the United, American United States. Can I even get my own country right? The United States of America. 
economy. It's starting to slow down. I don't know if it's going to be in a recession, but it's definitely pulling back. I know there's a lot of people in the media pushing for a recession. So investors and business leaders that are strategically thinking about the future, you might want to keep that in your back pocket that there are people wishing for our country to go into a recession like Bill Maher. And if you get enough people wishing for it, it could definitely happen. But also for the trade war, no doubt, putting tariffs, putting extra taxes on the Chinese economy, even if it hurts the Chinese, hurting the Chinese economy hurts the world, hurts us. But it could be necessary, just like a world war hurts the world more than just the actual war itself. But production is lost. Innovation is lost because you're busy putting your resources to a war. And we're basically doing that from a trade perspective. We're putting our resources into paying extra tariffs which are just taxes for us. And the Chinese are devaluing their dollar. And there's a whole bunch of things that we are kind of giving up for this trade war, which I, again, support the trade war. I support the holding China accountable for their thievery, for their currency manipulation. And I believe we're in a good spot, but there are some side effects like manufacturing can be hurt in the near term. It sounds like Trump's trying to figure out innovative ways to make up for that like taking some of the tax money we get from the tariffs and giving them back to the farms and maybe something that he will help with the manufacturing sector as well. We will re we will see about that. There are two stories I wanted to talk about two businesses. The first is Walmart and this is going to be a shorter one. Then Walmart is no longer going to be selling weapons, ammunition, firearms, any handguns except for deer rifles and shotguns because they're caving to the left. And I want you business people, you leaders in your businesses, in your corporations to remember this. No matter how hard it is to stand up to the left, how hard it is to stand up against the mob, the mob is never satisfied. The mob is never satisfied. Walmart is capitulating right now. They're going to give up, stop selling ammunition. They're going to stop selling any kind of quote unquote military style weapon, which is, you know, not a real term for all of us gun lovers. And they're going to try to satisfy this mob. That's not going to be satisfied. All they're going to do is upset people that love getting ammunition from Walmart because they can get it at a cheaper rate than gun stores. But on the flip side, the gun stores are going to love it because they're going to get a ton more business now. But I just wanted to bring that up to say this one thing. Never give in to the mob. It's never enough. It's never The concessions you make to the mob will never satisfy the mob. You can never satisfy a mob. You can only fight the mob or run from it. But you're never going to satisfy it. And you shouldn't waste, you shouldn't give a throw in your base you shouldn't throw out. You shouldn't throw um, under the bus your customers, but you should always fight the mob. And a great example of this is Chick Fil A, right? I mean, Chick Fil A doesn't even really fight the mob; they just don't cave in, and people rally behind them and fight for them. That's the model you want to have. You want to have the Chick Fil A model. You want to have customers flocking to your stores and support. You don't want to be throwing your customers under the bus. The last story, and I saw this from the BBC News. And this was the headline. Mississippi venue refuses interracial pair over own, owner's Christian faith. And I saw that and I'm like, oh my goodness. What happened? 
Mississippi venue refuses interracial pair over owner's Christian faith. Now, I read that, and I have to be honest for a second. What I was expecting when I read that story was because they said the interracial pair. They didn't say interracial man and woman, that it was actually they were refusing because they were a homosexual couple. That's what I thought it was. And I honestly don't even know till right now, um, even while I'm saying this, I don't know if it was that because she says in the video that they have, they don't do gay weddings or mixed race, which, okay, it is in the Bible. It is against the Christian religion. It is against God that, uh, I shouldn't say it that way. God has determined, has ordained, has created marriage to be man and woman. So homosexual marriages are against the Christian belief, as we all know. But then she added in this part in the video. There's a video clip of it from the BBC, too, where she says, or interracial marriage, or mixed races, she actually says. And I was like, oh, man. Seriously, we're still dealing with this. This is terrible. And like, I really, I really was sad about this watching the video. I'm like, yep, she said that like, she's a racist, but I kept reading the story and this really turned out to be so beautiful. And you're like, Matt, what are you talking about? She's a racist. There's nothing beautiful about this. I want you to listen to what she said. Let me get to it. So what happened was they took down the Facebook page because it was getting bombarded from this video being released. But then they really opened the Facebook page, and this place is called Boone's Camp Event Hall. And this is what she said. To all of those offended, hurt, or felt condemned by my statement, I truly apologize to you for my ignorance and not knowing the truth about this. My intent was never of racism, but to stand firm on what I assumed was right concerning marriage. And it goes on to talk about how she... After this event, she went and she talked to her pastor and she consulted with him. And the pastor said, no, the Bible does not prohibit interracial marriage, which I just want to say, like, I commend you. Good job, lady. Good job, business owner. Like you had this issue. And what did you do? You went to your pastor and you submitted to what he had to say. And the pastor said, like, hey, no, it's okay to interracial marriage. There's nothing in the Bible against that. We're all God's children. We're all created in God's image. That's what I should say. I should say all God's, we're all created in God's image, not we're all God's children. And she repented. She changed, which is exactly what we want to do in this society, right? That's a win. She was under a cultural belief in the South, which apparently still exists, that interracial marriages are against God. But she went to her pastor, her pastor told her the truth, and she repented and she apologized. And the, but the headline isn't this woman claimed that and Christianity said you can't have interracial marriages. Then she found out she was wrong and repented. It's Mississippi venue refuses interracial pair over owner's Christian faith. And I just want to say this again. I'm going over. I'm sorry. I do that a lot now that I'm trying to stick to 10 minutes. Like pastor... Why didn't you talk about this before where someone in your congregation still thinks it's okay to be against interracial marriage? Because what is happening now is everyone's going to see that headline. And even though it's a beautiful story of repentance and praise God, she's changed 
She's repented. She was. She really. She like realized what she did wrong. But everyone now, because the consequences of her whatever not reading her Bible and the pastor not preaching against it, the consequence now is tons of people are going to see a headline bashing Christians and thinking we're all racist. And the Bible says that uh, God is against interracial marriage, which is not true. So, guys, again, it's so important that we study to show ourselves approved unto God, that we as pastors are faithful in our preaching, that we as Christians are faithfully, diligently seeking God at all times because we are in a war and every single thing we do has ramifications one way or another, the pros or the cons, positive ramifications or negative ramifications. And it's just the the battle is too costly eternal life versus eternal judgment and death. There's too much on the line. Let's redeem every single day. Let's not waste one day of our lives. And now let's go out and be successful. We'll talk to you tomorrow.